thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. hope you're staying safe. Um, it's kind of crazy we're in the middle of this uh, coronavirus and being at your house and not being able to get out. And So Mike is not here today, it's just me, so it might look and sound a little bit different. But I do hope that you are doing well and staying safe. Um, I look forward to the time when we can hang out in person again, but right now this is this is what we got. We're in the middle of a series um, for Pull Up a Seat for all of our um, table's core values. We want to help... Um, college and young adults and young marrieds connect to community and connect to God. In this first series, we're just looking at our core values. Just to review those, uh, our first core value is surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. To check that out, go look at episode two. We also want to observe the teachings of Jesus. To hear more on that, go check out episode three. Today's episode, we're going to look at knowing and loving others as our third core value. And then over the next two weeks, we'll look at commit to grow spiritually and then also live intentionally. Today, we want to dig into our third core value, um, love and know others. Living out this core value meets a need that all of us have. All of us need for community. We all are wired to need others. If you are part of the table, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we should be providing community for all. We should be knowing and loving others because everyone needs community. I'm an introvert by nature. I like getting alone. I like, I can, I can go hours without talking to anybody. I can just sit and think or read or just be quiet. I love silence. I love being away. I love being isolated. As I've grown older though, I've come to realize how much I need people. I'm dependent on others no matter how independent I think I want to be. I need people in my life. I need to be known and loved by others. I also have the responsibility to know and love others. All of us, no matter our personality, needs other people in our lives. God designed us for, God designed us to be in relationships. We need, God wired us that way. Relationships matter. Over and over in the Bible, we see that relationships matter. The Trinity God is a complex relational being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit center around each other, displaying perfectly what it means to love and to know each other. The Trinity shows us that relationships matter. Tim Keller says, If this world was made by a triune God, relationships of love are what what life is really all about. God is a relational being. Relationships matter. Creation also emphasizes the fact that relationships matter. When you have a few minutes, go back and read the whole creation story. Go back there and just read Genesis 1 and 2. In in, in that passage, we see in the midst of all that God created, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. But one thing wasn't good. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, The Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Notice it doesn't say that man was lonely. Adam did not feel lonely. Adam didn't even realize that he was alone. 
because man had the company of the creator. Adam was in his personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but something wasn't good. Something wasn't right. What the Bible does say is that God realized, God was the one who realized that it was not good for man to be alone. It says that Adam was alone, but it doesn't say that he was lonely. All the other animals had something like them. They had a, a, a co-worker. They had something like them, but man did not. So God created woman so that man would not be alone. In the creation narrative, we learn that God created us as relational beings. We are, we are to live in relationships with him and in relationship with others. We need both God and we need other people. Throughout the rest of the Old Testament, we see God's covenant with a community known as Israel. God has a relationship with Israel. God pursues Israel. God um, walks with Israel. God provides for Israel. Israel is punished as a community because of their sin. Israel is delivered as a community because of God's greatness. Community matters to God, and he seems to prioritize it for his people. Now, as we flip over into the New Testament, we see that relationships are just part of being human. Just look at the life of Jesus for just a second. Although we do read about him withdrawing, most of what we read in the Bible has him relating to other people. He hung out with both the crowds and individuals. His first miracle was at a party. The gospel records tons of conversations, and we see Jesus caring and loving others. Jesus was a relational being. Jesus also seems to have a super close relationship with Peter, James, and John, a tighter circle that he definitely knew and that he definitely loved. Jesus lived in relationships. Jesus gives great relationship advice. He talks about forgiveness. He talks about holding each other accountable. Relationships matter to Jesus. We see that most in probably Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus tells us the greatest commandment and one that is like it. And he said to him, you shall, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbors as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Jesus commands his disciples to love other people. Looking at Paul, Paul spends a lot of his words telling the church he's working with how to get along. We see it best maybe in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. For just as one body is one, for just as the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Paul explains that all believers are connected. We need each other. Relationships matter. We are to know and to love others. Let's look at the church at Philippi. 
church at Philippi was made up of people from all kinds of different back, backgrounds. There was Lydia, a wealthy merchant. There was the slave girl who was delivered from um, um, demon possession. There was the jailer. All of these people made up the church at Philippi. There were other people, but these three stand out to me because they were so different. They were so diverse. These individuals were brought together by the person and work of Jesus. These people knew and loved each other, even though they were from different so different groups, different socioeconomic groups, different all kinds of different things. But this is what Paul says to the church at Philippi that showed them how to know and love others. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourself, which was yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality, did not count equality with God as something he could grasp, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Paul gives us some great relationship advice. As we think about Easter, we see how much that Jesus loved the church. And Paul uses that illustration to remind the church at Philippi how they are to love and to know each other. I need others. God wired me to need others. You need others. God has designed you to live in relationships with others. That's why it's a big deal for us at the table that everybody feel known and loved. We live in community. The benefits of living in community, the benefits of knowing and loving others. If we do this, no one lives in isolation. If we do this, we help, uh, we help each other see our blind spots. If we love and know others, we have encouragement when life gets tough. We can hold each other accountable. We can confess our sins to one another. We can pray together. We can give and receive forgiveness when we know and love others. But there's some obstacles to knowing and loving others. What are they? First off, we've got some Underdeveloped social skills, man. I think we've we've learned how to read the nuances of people and their and, and their and their mannerisms and their conversations and body tone and just all the different things that come with um, having a conversation. Um, when it gets awkward, what do we do? We pick up our phone. We can't make eye contact. We don't read body language. I was reading something on the on how come pornography is taking off. It's because we don't even know how to flirt anymore. We don't know how to, we don't know how to, we just, we don't know how to interact with people because we're so wired. We've, we've wired ourselves to look at our phone. We need to rewire ourselves so that we can really understand and, and develop our social skills. Another reason that we struggle with relationships or we struggle knowing and loving others, it takes time and effort as soon as something gets hard, we bolt or we dodge people. Third thing is we're selfish. All we think about is what we can get from the relationship instead of seeing that we're, we're vital to that other person being the person that God wired them to be. Another reason, and maybe probably the most important, 
is we've all been burned in the past, so we don't put ourselves out there again. We shrink and hide, and we isolate ourselves again away from people. To conclude, in this world where we are quasi-connected through all the different social media, people long for real relationships. I believe if we create an environment where people feel known and loved, that they will come into the kingdom and follow Jesus. Jesus actually says that in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, people, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So this is what my challenge is to us, to help us know and love others. This week, take a chance. Put down your phone. Commit to the long haul of a relationship, of a friendship, of knowing and loving others. And get to know and love someone new this week. My prayer for us all is that we know and love one another. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you have not subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or on our YouTube channel, just please do that. Please also help us get the word out about the podcast by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.